A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work-Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today, we'll be talking about desk decor in the deep dive before we address some audience questions and issues from the internet. But first... Oh, God, my water tastes terrible. Oh, Uh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. I thought I cleaned it out, but uh, apparently when it was in the the dishwasher, (laughs) it was washed with teriyaki (laughs) chicken night dishes. Oh, Uh, no. This this may be the meatiest water that I've ever had. That's good. The water's got body. I, I mean, I, I get that, but I didn't want it to be chicken body. That's <laughs> Water's got that good umami flavor. Oh, God. I mean, I guess I did need a little more protein, but not like this. Oh. <laughs> anyway, daily stand-up time. I'll Dail- suffer through my terrible water. Daily stand-up. Don't get that salmonella water. <laughs> so, for the daily stand-up today... I wanted to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. Chest uh, hair. Yes, that uh, <laughs> is next week. Good. Chest hair and styling. Uh, <laughs> I was. How much t- gel is too much gel for the chest hair? There's there's gel and then there's like styling glue. Uh, oh, or or like a nice pomade. Yeah, I'm a Dapper Dan man myself. <laughs> If you didn't make the joke, I was going to. So, <laughs> I was going to talk near, about near your heart. plumbing or <laughs> home plumbing repairs. All right. So uh, go right and, ahead. And I say near and dear to my heart because my main bathroom is currently all fucked up. <laughs> what horrible, uh, so what had, horrible things have you done to this toilet, Frank? <laughs> oh, it's not the toilet. For once, for once on this fucking podcast, it's not about it, the toilet. It's not the toilet. <laughs> no, I've had slow, like a slow drain in there for for a very long time, months, and uh, then the tub started getting slow. Oh no! And if there's one thing that I don't necessarily like, it's a luxurious foot bath <laughs> while I'm taking a shower. Oh, because uh, like it's, yeah. it's not even like you know. Unless you, like, really just bath bomb it out, like, all you're doing is just stewing your feet in, like, your body stank. And that is yeah. just awful. All, all the nastiness that I'm washing off every other inch of my body is collecting <laughs> nicely onto my feet and ankles. <laughs> Making a nice little, nice little foot stew. Oh. So that just will not do. So I have been trying to get the stopper out of this tub for months. And, uh, it's a, it's this little lift and turn sort of number. 
And I, I went to look it up on the internet, as one does. Looking up tub stoppers, everybody is like, well, here are the various types of tub stoppers. You can have one that does this, or one that does this, or one that does this. I mean, can we this. stop I'm for like, a second and, like, just marvel at at how fucking many tub stopper types there are? How oh, many, yeah, there's more how than many we do need. you need? Like, I thought a rubber plug worked fine. It I did mean, it most of my life. In the 30s. Yeah. But no, they've got a whole bunch of different numbers. Well... None of them were the one that I've got. And then basically I found like somewhere in the recesses of, of, you know, this old house forums where people are like, oh yeah, every once in a while, someone has the bad idea to install this kind of tub stopper (laughs) and it is the worst piece of shit on the planet. And I'm like, great. "Mm, Let me take a picture of that. Yep. That's, (laughs) that's the one I got. They may have taken it in your bathroom. Oh, yeah. So this thing is basically impossible to get off. Oh, no. Uh, I was going to insert a joke. I decided not to. (laughs) Uh, We can all be proud of me later. Uh, Your self-editorializing is really improving, Frank. Um, But uh, at any rate, the the crux of the problem is there was like a little (laughs) screw that's under the uh the stopper itself Mm -hmm. which means you've got like a half of inch to work with and there's this screw (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) you can't say you've got a half an inch to work with (laughs) i'm not Uh... mature enough to handle that statement oh (laughs) oh fuck Go uh, this on. is not the part of the proceedings that I thought was going to be funny, but here we are. <laughs> you don't get to choose what I laugh at, Frank. <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh, uh, oh, proceed before I, I giggle again. Uh, well, at any rate, uh, there's a screw that's in there, and it's basically been hanging out for the last, for all I know, 20 years, because it was with the house when I bought it, and it's rusted itself in place. Oh, no. So I spent the weekend doing everything in my power to get this screw out so I could take this stopper out, and just nothing was working. Like, I tried unscrewing it no it's all rusted it's stuck i uh sprayed it down with uh some penetrating oil still couldn't get it loose this the head of the screw started uh stripping so i got oh, um, mm. bow, bow, bow. boy um, did, i did not realize <laughs> that plumbing, plumbing was is, so salacious dirty nasty subject no wonder uh mike Rowe from dirty jobs like the plumbing one so much uh so i couldn't get the screw out even with like a screw extractor bit and i finally got so frustrated that i just reached down and sheared the son of a bitch off with my hand (laughs) yanking it out of the tub oh wow so you it is it is rare that i hulk out (laughs) but i was i have spent months trying to fix this son of a bitch and i had just spent like the better part of a weekend and and not an insignificant amount of cash trying to get this stopper out. And then there was nothing in there. Okay. Which meant that my problem was deeper. So I don't know. Have you ever uh, snaked a drain? Oh, baby, you know I have. 
No, no, I actually haven't. I, I uh, have absolutely no prowess whatsoever when it comes to uh, plumbing or home improvement whatsoever. I owned a house for three years, and that was the most terrified I've ever been in my life. Because I knew that whatever was wrong with my home, I, there there was nobody that was going to come help me fix it unless I paid them. And that was yes. a terrible, terrible situation for me. Because <laughs> maybe if I had more money, I wouldn't have fretted so much. But knowing that, that if anything happens, I'm just completely fucked, that was that was terrifying. So no, uh, when, when, when the pipes were in danger of freezing in the winter, like I just... I, I googled it. I let the drains dr- or let the faucet strip, and just prayed that I'd done enough. Because if I didn't and they froze, I was I would have to move out. I would, <laughs> I would just have to <laughs> I would have to let the land retake the home <laughs> and just be done with it. <laughs> Return from whence it came. Yes. Uh, no, I'm I am not far behind you. The problem is that I have the internet, Derek. And <laughs> Isn't that always the you problem? You go onto the internet. And you look up your problem, and then there's a lot of people saying, this is very simple. You can do this yourself. Oh, Why that's on earth would you call a plumber? Yeah, that's absolute horseshit. <laughs> and every once in a while, Derek, I'm a dum-dum. <laughs> you don't say, Frank. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I'm like, you know what? I'm not a complete fucking incompetent. I can probably do this. This I mean, guy you- on the internet forum said it's easy. I mean, you did almost fix a grill once. I mean, almost. He got pretty close, so it, it did close. produce fire. Way more fire than you intended, maybe, but it yeah, did produce yeah. fire. So I, I decide, in like my infinite genius, to go ahead and snake the drain myself. So this this involves a uh, <laughs> a, a tool, an auger, like a hand snake, is what they call it, uh, and I've got one that's about fifteen feet long. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew plumbing was such a fraught topic? <laughs> I mean, I was going to make a joke uh, a minute ago when you said you had to snake the drain. I was going to ask if you had more than a half an inch to work with, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> after after I uh, grabbed it real good, I did have more than a half an inch to work with. <laughs> but you said it's 15 feet, so w- way more than you need if I was to, to hazard a guess. So I can tell you now that even if you can... Technically, do this job yourself. You do not want to. Because what comes out of this drain is a substance that will haunt my nightmares until the day that I die. I mean, there is nothing positive about that that could possibly be in that drain because, you know. Oh, no. I mean, best case scenario, it's all stuff that you have produced. And, you know, that's that's bad. Like, that's gross. You don't want to see what uh, what remains your body can leave even after you have washed. But uh, in a in every other case scenario, like it will not just be your refuse. Like it will be the refuse from everyone who has ever been in that bathroom and owned the home before you. I uh, I got religion that day (laughs) because I saw the devil. (laughs) Oh, my God. The devil came out of that drain, Derek. (laughs) It was a black substance, like the the consistency of crude oil, <laughs> with this... a stench that is nearly indescribable. 
I mean, if this is, was the Beverly Hillbillies, you would have been dancing and firing oh, yeah, your guns no, in the I air mean, because you'd struck gold or struck oil. I, I'm pretty sure that this could have been refined down into some sort of petroleum product, but it would only be the petroleum products of the devil. <laughs> it would only, only power the Satan car. And like, this shit doesn't clean off, man. I washed my hands six times with various and precedingly more and more powerful cleansing <laughs> detergents. And I could not remove the stank nor the color oh. that had that had come out of the drain. Even with the soap that chaps? Even with the soap that chaps, Derek. <laughs> oh man. This is uh this is quite the substance. Um, yeah, no, like it, it got on, uh, like a towel that I was using to make sure that I didn't, uh, get like water everywhere. That towel's gone, Derek. Okay. I, I was, he can't be saved. I was hoping Mm-mm. it was gone. Otherwise I was going to ask you to describe the towel so that I make sure that whenever I come over to your house, it is not the one handed to me to dry my hands on. No, nah, baby, I'm cheap. So <laughs> I, I washed the towel. Okay. I washed the towel twice. And the towel was still dirty. Mm. Like this, this is a spiritual funk. <laughs> this is this is no mere mortal funk. <laughs> this is an evil, evil funk. This is the opposite of soul glow. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah that that is that that's one of the reasons that I hate you know home improvement stuff. Period. Um, or anything that, that has to do with smelly and or, um, I don't know, machine substances or, or gross substances is that there's that chance that it's going to, it's going to stain you or some clothes or carpet or something. And God forbid the smell doesn't come off. Uh, if I like, (laughs) if my hands were soiled as such that the smell would not come off. Uh, I may just have to go amputate the hands because I I can't take bad smells. Well, I mean, you know, except for the ones that I produce. I mean, but everybody likes their own flavor. I mean, (laughs) that's a disgusting way to put it, isn't it? That was a disgusting, (laughs) terrible way to put it, Derek. (laughs) But the, the moral of that story is do not do your own plumbing because... Even though some jackhole on the internet is going to tell you that it's easy. And in fact, from a mechanical standpoint, it wasn't exactly the most difficult thing that I've ever undertaken. Okay. But there is a large sum of money that I am willing to pay (laughs) to not have to deal with that substance ever again in my life. See, but now if I do have to hire a plumber, I'm going to be worried about uh, touching their hands. Not Not because they're nasty people. They they touch things that are disgusting, and they themselves are not disgusting people, but they have touched disgusting things. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's it's a rough life. I uh, whatever it is that plumbers get paid, uh, if they are comfortable, then they are welcome to that money because <laughs> that is that is a thing that I am never going to do uh, again. Like I just uh, I don't think I could bring myself to do it, Derek. Yeah. Well, I mean, did it actually fix your problem? Here's the fucking kicker. <laughs> it didn't it fix did the problem. Oh, it did not no. fix the problem at all. 
So I've probably got a, a deeper problem, and I am going to have to have a plumber come out. So after all of that, after after rage shearing a piece of metal off the tub, after snaking the devil's asshole, <laughs> all of this, and I still end up having to call a plumber out, uh, which I could have saved myself uh, all the frustration, I imagine. And by, all the stinky uh, hands. Yeah, and all, all the stinky goo. <laughs> Uh, which I'm sure the stinky goo was going to come out. Like he, sure. If the, when the plumber was there, he will he will doubtlessly bring forth uh, this foul substance. <laughs> but I have to assume that he has the magics and or technologies necessary to protect himself at both like a physical and spiritual level from this stuff that comes out. Right. So the moral of the story is: <laughs> just hire a professional to handle the nasty goo. Yeah, hire a professional, no matter how easy the plumbing may seem. Uh, it is it is not a thing that you want to tackle uh, without uh, without an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to get a, into the deep dive? Let's hit it. All right, today in the deep dive, I want to discuss desk decorations. Uh, this can be pretty much anything that you can think of, anything that you could festoon your cubicle or your workspace, or if you work in your car, uh, whatever festive things you have in your vehicle. Um, some places will pretty much let you run wild and do whatever you want to do. Uh, some are very much so, you know, by the book, you can only have like, uh, one piece of flair or one picture or something. Um, those are not as common, like... Uh, a lot of time it's in the like banking industry or something where other people are going to be around your desk a lot or just filled with mindless automatons in your office and, and whatnot. Um, but Frank, for for your general desk purposes, are you a minimalist or are you a lavish desk dec- decorator? I would put myself in the middle, um, especially now, like earlier in my career, I, uh, I was definitely the kind of person who was like, I am now going to decorate my space um, so that it reflects me uh, and my personality. <laughs> so, so My Little uh, Ponies, obviously. Yes, My Little Ponies everywhere. Uh, everything was cupcake scented. It was, it was glorious. I mean, that sounds delightful. I mean... I legit had a skull that uh, steam smoke came out of the eyes and nose. Uh, on my desk for years. <laughs> uh, who did it belong to originally? Because it probably was a human skull, right? It it was, uh, and you know, it was a nameless person who had offended me. <laughs> I mean, there are so many. Uh, I I usually leave them as object lessons. <laughs> but uh, I mean, and I had you know, posters and. Uh, I, I had an entire short bar, uh, in my overhead cabinet, oh. um, so that I, I could I, mix know, drinks. That, I wouldn't even call that, that decorations. I mean, I mean, that is, that is some form of desk library, but it's, uh, we're talking specifically non-liquid based decorations. Nowadays I've got like, I've got a couple tchotchkes that are just kind of on the desk that people have given to me. I've I've started like a very small collection of um, coffee mugs, even though I don't really drink coffee. 
Uh, do people like just like leave them on your desk and then they become yours after a certain amount of time? Or it it was one of those things that uh, someone got me a a coffee mug as a gift, uh, oh, okay. even knowing that I'm not like drinking coffee all the time. But it just seemed like uh, the kind of thing that I would have on my desk, and it's kind right. of continued from there. I mean, you don't have to be a coffee drinker to like you know have one of the mugs that say, you know, it's before nine a.m go fuck yourself type of thing. I mean, you could just have water in that, and I think it would still be a perfectly applicable receptacle for, for drinks. I mean, that sounds perfectly reasonable. But, I mean, I, I have I have wandered by your desk a time or two, uh, a time or several, as it were. Um, yeah, it, it seems like, you know, you have some stuff that's, like, somewhat intentional, but it does it does have a little bit of a sense of somebody walked by and sat this here and never came back for it. Like, like yeah, not intensely. No, it's not not necessarily like hobo chic or like you know landfill, but just like, oh, that's you know that's sitting there, that's a thing. Oh yeah, no, it's one hundred percent like a wage slave works here. Is what my <laughs> desk screams now. Like a sad salary man uh, works at this station. Uh, he has a few very small items that remind him of happier times. <laughs> and other than that, it's mostly office supplies and printouts. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, office printer, you know, cat hanging on, hanging on to the little clothesline. And, and I like people who who put in the time. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed uh, is that a lot of the really in depth desk decorations tend to be when someone has gone on vacation and gotten <laughs> pranked. <laughs> yes. Yes, they come back and their entire cubicle is festooned with, uh, with, uh, the, you know, the one that you may be referring to is uh, some guy was way on National Guard duty or something like that, and he came back and his entire cubicle was just completely fucked with little army men, like just stuck to every surface. Uh, I don't think that stuck it to like the monitor, <laughs> like the actual like viewing surface of the monitor, but they were certainly. A lot of them stuck, like, around the monitor, like, stuck on his chair, stuck all over his walls. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a stint where, you know, that, that kind of shit was really fun, but but no. Uh, after it happened to me, I kind of had that moment where I was like, is this what I've been doing to people? <laughs> this is, I'm a monster. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> no, uh, you know, personally, as far as my, my desk decorations go, t- typically I'm fairly minimalist. Um, I think I had a penchant for decoration um generally speaking like the the less happy i am the more desk decorations i will accrue uh because Hmm. like i need things on my desk to remind me (laughs) that life is okay (laughs) (laughs) so like most of my jobs i've had like a couple of little things like a couple little tchotchkes um you know a couple of rubik's cubes or something like that i'll have something like uh i had this little turret um the, the little portal turret and that was really, really nice. And then I left it behind with my team because we had a, a portal-themed name. Um, so I left it with them. I, I bequeathed it. But, uh, but no, very otherwise... Kind of you, Derek. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know, it, honestly, like, one of the legs was broken a little bit. So, like, it wasn't really... It wasn't... I wouldn't really call it a gift. <laughs> I left a busted fucking toy at the <laughs> office when I grabbed my shit and scooted. <laughs> um... But you know that that's another part of it is that like 
I have, I, I've had a few stints at jobs where I'd stay four or five years, but for the most part, uh, every couple of years I've, I've kind of job hopped and that leads to kind of a, a little bit of a difficult situation with, with, you know, if I had like really lavish desk decorations, then I would have been, you know, packing up a whole lot of shit and then moving it to a new office. Time to fold up the tent. Yeah. Mr. Barnum. I mean, I mean, there actually was one, uh, and another part of it is that I, I have tended to be in organizations that were like undergoing like some sort of transition or like doing some remodeling or something because, you know, I, I will have like six months at a desk and then I'll move to a new desk. And so that kind of repeated every six to 12 months. And so I really got tired of, of carrying all this shit, but there was one where we were in a, basically a, a room that was a cubicle farm and there were really bright lights overhead and we kind of took it to upon ourselves to create a tent city. <laughs> so we literally <laughs> had, uh, we literally had sheets across the top of our cubicle and inside the cubicle, it was, it was so freaking dark and it was lovely. Like it was so dark that we had to then purchase lights to put inside the cubicle so that we God had enough it, light Derek. to work. Uh, but you know, it was that, uh, ambient light, you know, behind the, I forget what the actual name of it is, but, uh, the light that comes behind the monitor and illuminates that way for, you know, really good for eye strain. Um, yeah, that, you know, that was the one time where I really went, (laughs) really went bonkers, but it wasn't necessarily for, you know, decoration purposes. It was for a cave dwelling, you know, situation purposes, um, but yeah, so the the thought of like just completely festooning my desk and then having to move it every six months was not something I was very fond of. So, uh, so essentially, I've got like a you know couple of Rubik's cubes. You know, I'll have like a, a picture that Jessica has drawn for me or something like that. And oh, <laughs> and recently this you know this Christmas, you you know what what this desk decoration is but it's it's the light up one that looks like a, a like a health potion ah uh, yes yes i've seen that and it's nice when it's lit up it looks cool but when it is not lit up it is a kind of an opaque milky look yeah <laughs> so no, it looks i mean like i have a little glass jar of jizz <laughs> this is true desk. i mean so. <laughs> you I wasn't going to say anything about it on account of it was no, a, uh, a present and everything. You, you literally said that when you saw it. Don't act all high and mighty. You literally okay. said, what's with the jizz in the jar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not going to let me like... front about being professional, I see. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... So what is the appropriate amount of decorations to have at a desk? Like just in general, you know, what, what would you call over the top? My, my suggestion, and this is my deep rooted cynicism at work. I would not necessarily have more personal possessions at your desk than can fit in a printer paper box. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that sounds like. Uh, completely cynical, but that really is fairly pragmatic. Like, it's, <laughs> I can't it's just, really fault that. It's simple logistics. Like, if <laughs> if you've got to bounce real quick for some reason, 
uh, <laughs> your reason or their reason. Or as I say, voluntary or involuntary. Exactly. Uh, you want to be able to put all of your stuff in a box and, and do the classic walk to the car carrying the printer paper box under your arm. Right. And it's just not a good look if you've got like five boxes and a couple of push carts and, you know, like a team of horses. And that was, I'll be honest, when I left the job where I had, you know, gone all out on my decorations, that was kind of the problem. Right. Because it's kind of hard to leave in like a huffy dramatic fashion uh when you're like you know fuck you and everything that you've ever touched in your entire life and could we get three or four people to help me carry all of the shit to my car it's like i still hate fucking hate all of you but jim be very careful with that box it's full of Isn't my it? it's full of my katanas <laughs> <laughs> That would actually be a really bad situation. I mean, you come in, grab one box, carry it out, and everybody kind of gives you, like, like if somebody, if it was somebody you liked and the whole office liked them, you know, they, they come to get the first box and they leave and everyone's, like, sad and they're kind of giving their condolences and then they leave and then they come back, get the second box, still maybe a little bit of condolences. After the second box... Then people are like actively trying not to look at the person as they drag oh, yeah, their no, earthly is, belongings out of the office. It has become an uncomfortable black comedy. At this point, we have had to restart the Hulk walking away theme three times. <laughs> while you get your sixth box, Janet. Because it's not a very long song. Like It is so not. You, so you have to keep restarting it. <laughs> Oh, you gotta have somebody next to the jukebox with their uh, their finger on the <laughs> the restart button. Oh, that's just a that's just a bad jam. You know, if I had if I had any other reason to uh, to say was my primary reason for not ha- being a, a lavish desk decorator, you have just replaced it with that <laughs> that pragmatic cynicism that, <laughs> that will keep me <laughs> from a shameful situation. If and when I, you know, ultimately get fired. <laughs> yep. Uh, don't have more shit than you can carry out in the course of the walking away theme from Hulk. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think we could put a better put a better cap on it than that. <laughs> Shall we take a trip to accounting? Let's do it. Boom! 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 <laughs> boom! 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 boom. <laughs> Yeah, I need to, uh, I don't know, I guess I need to get out there and start beating the drum. And and less, uh, like, the thing, <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I didn't go into this being like, man, I want to get a massive audience. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a critical flaw in my basic plan. <laughs> which is? Which is, if we don't have a fucking audience, we don't have any questions, and so basing the whole goddamn show around audience questions yeah, was kind of a fatal flaw. <laughs> maybe maybe one of these days we won't, we won't have to fucking panhandle for questions. <laughs> Please, sir, can you spare some questions? That was a pretty good one. Can I have another? <laughs> oh. 
Oh, God damn it. What Does Does It Matter matter podcast? podcast. A non-topical solution for your topical problems. Movies? Pop culture? Music? Foul language? You got it. WDIMpodcast.blogspot.com Also follow us on Twitter at WDIMpodcast. The fun never ends, and it's something real. I'm Don Wrinkle, and everybody's got a podcast. And if you're gonna listen to one, Import Taste is the way to go, because it's very greasy. This is Bill Lawyerson to tell you that Import Taste is the podcast you should listen to if you want to get sued. I'm Big Jim, here to say if you listen to Import Taste, huh? Guess we'll give you a Christmas handy. It's Import Taste. It's definitely not a comedy podcast. And it's definitely not educational. And it's definitely Australian. Stop, Stop asking. asking! Hello, I'm a Giorgio Casadoro, and this is my brother. Fativa. Come on down, Import Taste. We take you back and polish your jewels. That's us. South Hills, Pittsburgh. Born race. Listen to Import Taste on the Podsberg Network, www.podsberg.com slash Import Taste for all of your edutainmentional podcast needs. If you guys sit there, we'll pod. Uh, I will say, uh, I have, uh, I know you were worried about this, but during the interim, I did <laughs> go and swap out my chicken water. and so i am no longer drinking chicken broth (laughs) as refreshment (laughs) oh god yeah meaty water not so great all right Derek, you want to get to an audience question let's do it if you could turn your boss into an animal what would it be and why sent in by curious in kansas huh I would probably, I would probably say, I would probably say a lobster. Well, okay, let me ask. A lobster. Uh, for my current, for my current boss, I, I don't know. So maybe, maybe some sort of sentient koala, because uh, like, <laughs> I, I really like him, so I, I would be fine with you know him still being somewhat, uh, you know. <laughs> I guess not humanoid, but somewhat, you know, bipedal and, you know, you know, cute and fluffy. That, that'd be fine. Some of my previous bosses, however, uh, definitely lobster. and Definitely a lobster. Okay. And not the kind with the big pinchy claws. Like, there are, there are some lobsters uh, that, that I have uh, found out about recently that essentially uh, have very little in way of defense. Like, they can smack you with their tail, but other than that, they're fairly defenseless. Um, which are is they, probably why there's not that many of them. I was going to say, <laughs> are they eating lobsters and are they extinct because they haven't got giant pinchy claws? There are not many of them left, if if uh, memory serves me right. Um, but no, uh, primarily so that they would not have any way to talk. Uh, that's that's definitely an important feature. Um, you know, they're kind of spider-like, but not really spiders. Like. Because spiders are are dangerous in and of themselves. They're spider-like, so people that don't like spiders won't like them. Uh, but also not having, like, the fangs and, you know, harmful nature or or web-spinning abilities. Um, because, honestly, if I turn my, my one of my former bad bosses into a spider, like, they probably wouldn't bite me. They'd probably just, like, 
uh, sling that one strand of web across the door frame that I could walk into like every day. Like, oh, God, every day. Oh. It's like, God damn it, boss. <laughs> that would just be my luck. See, my um, first thought is like, is it a man sized lobster? And is that not kind of scary in and of itself? <laughs> I mean, I assumed that they would take on the general, you know, the, the general size of the creature of origin. Like, I'm not. Okay. I mean, that, which, which makes me saying that, that, you know, possibly a spider would be like a thousand times worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, is... would, that would be fucking terrifying <laughs> beyond all reason. I'm like, no, no, I do not want anyone to turn into a giant they spider. They made a bunch of movies about that in like the 50s and 60s, and it always turned out terrible. So no, no, they, we, I'm going to put the stipulation on it that they have to be, you know, the size of the creature of origin. So what, what, what would you say uh, to turn your, what am, animal would you turn your boss into? Um... If if I had to transform my boss into an animal, I would say the mighty eagle. Mostly because I have no idea who's listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to hedge my goddamn bets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Not that, Frank's, that's rather Frank's flattering, I guess. No, no I mean, uh, it's, it's one of those sort of weird questions where I don't know that I've got a, a really good answer. Uh, the first instinct that I had was Boston Terrier. <laughs> <laughs> so not only are they, they small uh, and relatively cute, but also they're brachycephalic. So eventually <laughs> they'll, they'll die because they can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking of that. Well, I was Frank. <laughs> I was just thinking the most stubborn dog that I've ever met was a uh, was a Boston Terrier. Uh, was a, a friend of mine. It dog. sounds like I was gonna say. It sounds like we're digging up some shit. What 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 Boston Terriers have wronged you, Frank? Oh, he didn't. He didn't wrong me. Um, I mean, he attacked my shoes every once in a while. But we'll be honest. <laughs> it's it's a small dog, and I was not very threatened. Uh, but right. it had, uh, as you said, their their uh, brachiocephalic. Uh, as you said, they got big old fat heads. <laughs> brachiocephalic. There we go. <laughs> and so the dog had chronic sinus problems. Right. Uh, and so it just snorted and made weird sounds constantly. And more than once, I was like, dude, I'm fairly certain that this dog is actually a fucking alien, and it's trying to communicate with us, but we cannot speak Poorly. its language. Right. Because <laughs> the weird goddamn sounds that came out of that little dog, I was always like, what you trying to say? It's trying, trying to say, give me the fucking wet food. Don't give me this dry, shitty kibble food. <laughs> Take these dog biscuits and shove them right up here. Yeah, my, I think my dog would, would definitely, if they could, could communicate one thing, other than put on pants more often, uh, I think they would probably say, uh, what what the hell are these little triangles that you feed me? But no, so, so going back to the question, uh, if we're talking about previous bosses that we can assume are not listening to the podcast, uh, which I would, I would have to say, if we're guessing... <laughs> Law of averages. Oh yeah, it's yeah. probably not them. 
What what would one of your old bad bosses turn into? One of my old bad bosses, like I I have not had many bad direct managers is one of the things. Like all of my problems have been far upstairs. So okay. I would say, you know, if it was like the boss's boss's boss um at a previous job who uh I had to turn into an animal uh it would probably be a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and we I wasn't asking what their spirit animal would be. I was asking what you would turn them into as some form of punishment. I, I figure a sloth, because here's the thing. The sloth is so slow that moss grows in his fur. Right. And that's just gross. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, and plus, if they uh, have a penchant for doing, you know, damage and stuff like that, you know, they would be much more slow to do it. Because if... Uh, uh, what, what was that? If Zootopia is any indication, <laughs> it'll take them a long time to get their bad ideas out of their fucking mouths. So <laughs> that goddamn movie, that oh jeez, man, uh, I had to see that movie a lot. Uh, I mean, that Shakira's Gazelle, that yeah, that shit's my jam. <laughs> I am completely kidding. I am one hundred percent kidding. <laughs> That's all right, man. This is a judgment-free zone. You can come out as a furry if you want to. In other news, does anybody listening want to co-host a podcast? (laughs) It's like, of all the ways that I got kicked off the podcast, this was at least in in the bottom half of the list. (laughs) No, I ain't going to hate on furries. Uh, They they get enough shit as they listen. One of our grand three listeners is a furry, and they're like, well, fuck those guys. And we have now oh, cut God. ourselves in third. I was about to say, we've reduced our listenership by 33%. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of an animal that would be just like the most, um, just the most embarrassing thing to, to turn into. I mean, I watch a lot of animal shows, but like, the problem is, is that when I watch these animal shows, I remember the cute ones, but I don't really, I don't really remember like the, the, the ones that are so dumb that they barely exist. I mean, obviously you have like, you know, Dodo bird and other things that like are now extinct. Um, I guess it's another question is like, do we have access to previous animals? <laughs> like, is this a magic thing or is this like, you got to have some of the DNA to splice into their, <laughs> into their DNA and they just poof, turn into I'm gonna, one. I'm going to assume what? that this has got to be a magic thing. And if we go into the past, like, this becomes a really fucked up Jurassic World uh, sort of situation. <laughs> and the last goddamn thing I need is a T-Rex with a bow tie, like. <laughs> Spouting about synergy. <laughs> As you can see here, oh, I want to begin think thinking outside the box. And by outside of the box, <laughs> I mean I would like you to get out of the car. So I can eat you. Mm. <laughs> no, I mean, oh. if, I, if I was thinking about, like, if we're just going to talk about horrifying animals or whatever, like, the, the thing that springs to mind is the frog that carries its young oh, no. in its back. No, stop. Stop, Frank. Stop. 
No. God. That is that is the oh. worst possible animal. Like, oh. if doing my own plumbing gave me religion, seeing that took it away. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so. That is that is not something I needed to remember existed, Frank. You're welcome. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, no, that is that is a just disgusting disgusting frog. And like I forget what the what the phobia is, but there's a phobia of things with like holes in them, like uh like the lotus seeds and stuff like that or the lotus flower. Um but it is like that is like nightmare fuel. Uh, just because it's so gross to like think that somebody, or not somebody, I guess, <laughs> something. Uh, I, I mean, if like, <laughs> I, I'm not all for kids anyway, and like, <laughs> if that's how you had to spawn the fuckers, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I'm doubling down. Well, I mean, in hell general, no. somebody's got to carry them around, so. I mean, sure, but I got a pretty nice back, Frank. I don't, <laughs> don't I won't be planting no babies in there. <laughs> the worst back knee in the world. Oh, oh Frank. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck this. I'm changing the subject. Let's go to an issue from the internet. All right, let's take an issue from the internet. <laughs> All right, uh, this is... Uh, there's no name on this one, so we're there, we're gonna call them Zabarbra. Zabarbra, all right. Zabarbra, not Zabarbra. Z, not Zabarbra. 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 In trouble at work. Help! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Question mark. <laughs> so, can I? Uh, so help! <laughs> Rising inflection. All right. <laughs> the VP wants to meet with me at her office. I was watching TV shows during my shift and plugged in my laptop into the internet, and according to the IT guy, I slowed down the entire system and brought it down. So I need advice on how to best deal with this. The, the, first, <laughs> the first thing is your boss calling you uh, into their office, or in this case, a VP calling you into their office, uh, fairly unprovoked. Um, and the second part is... You know, basically <laughs> being responsible for bringing down the entirety of the internet. Uh, I mean, I want to know also what for the other people watching. Up shit, that you've got to be watching to crash the internet for any company that I would want to be a member of. I mean, that is true. I mean that that would take quite a bit. Um, and you know, and who knows? This could be from the era of like, like BitTorrent or something, where. I mean, if if somebody plugged in like, <laughs> if you plugged in like a like a massive array of BitTorrent files, uh, if you had those downloading, and you plugged into the internet at work. I mean, it would basically see that that wide pipe and just gobble it up. I mean, obviously there's some restrictions and load balancing and stuff to where that probably probably wouldn't be a huge issue. I was but, watching I mean, TV shows, could. and by watching TV shows, I mean I was hosting several thousand terabytes worth of movies <laughs> from a computer on the office internet. Uh, I was streaming uh, 15 simultaneous porn casts. <laughs> not, not like watching them, but uploading them. I have 15 HD cameras, Frank. I gotta use them for something. I mean, if... 
Don't make your own. It's your turn to be grossed out. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, I mean, I had to deal with the plumbing stuff, man. I'm I'm all topped up. <laughs> all topped up on gross. All topped up on um, gross. No, okay, I mean, if so... the IT guy has got you, like, I'm sorry, friend, you're fucked. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, because there, there are few... I was an IT guy. Like, I I came from this world. So, I know if there's anybody who is just just ready to, to drop the hammer on somebody, it's the fucking IT guys. <laughs> like, they are... They have been... They're, they're, they've been salivating for this opportunity for so long, and they finally get to, dro- to drop the hammer on somebody. Uh, they're going to throw the fucking book at you. <laughs> uh, the other flip side of this is, though... In my time, I have seen people do some boneheaded, fucked up, terrible bullshit that I was like, oh, I guess they're gone. <laughs> Goodbye, George. It was nice. To, this wait, is the one. He, nothing happened. He just they asked him not to do that again. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. That's fucking it. Jesus. Like, I stole a hot pocket out of the freezer and there was a goddamn inquisition. <laughs> And this son of a bitch brings down the entire corporate intranet. And they're just like, please don't watch that anymore. Oh, God. It's all about whose hot pocket you steal, Frank. This is true. So I think oh, I think what you do is you, like, throw yourself on the mercy of the court. And so, but, but the thing is, is that they're not even sure that this is what they're being called into the office about. So, like... They walk in and the VP says, well, you, you, you know why I've called you in here, right? And puts the ball in your court. Like if you just spill the beans, like there is no, there's no chance of you getting out of this one. Um, A, because if they're like, you know, if the answer they were expecting was, yes, I've been doing such a good job. I deserve a raise, yada, yada, yada. And you say, yeah, I was, I streamed 15 seasons of of Game of Thrones while at work, uh, they probably will be slightly miffed about that. And you will not get your promotion that you were in line for. Obviously, if we're counting, like, statistically, like, nine times out of ten, it's not going to be that. Like, they, like they, are, they are calling you in to, to yell at you. But that one time, that one time, and you've, you've blown it. I, I will say, like... And and not to call myself out as usual again, the the thing that I do if I ever get stopped by the cops is I just turn into the most helpful but also the stupidest son of a bitch that they have ever dealt with. And it is okay. surprising how often that has gotten me out of any sort of trouble where I'm just like, what was it again? <laughs> Well, I'll be dipped. I couldn't. I can't believe I was going over the speed limit. <laughs> I mean, I have I have gone into places I wasn't supposed to go into, and then just <laughs> claimed complete ignorance. And so I would, uh, you know, in the in the throwing yourself on the mercy of the court sort of uh, situation, I would say admit to nothing. If they've got you dead to rights, just claim that you didn't know that it was a problem or wrong. If they're like, if you check the employee handbook, claim that you never got one. The VP could have handed it to you themselves on your first day. And like signed it for you. And you just like, cla- like autographed it. Nope. 
Never seen it. Don't remember it. I'm sorry. And just feign <laughs> ignorance until they get tired of trying to explain to you why what you did was wrong. You just wear down their patience until they give up on <laughs> on any any sort of penalty. It's no longer going to be worth putting up with you for another three hours uh, while they you know while they try to rake you over the coals, but you are like, what's what's hot? I don't know what's what's going on. Game of Thrones. Yeah. I like that show. Now, I, I honestly, uh, what would be like the biggest kicker of all of this is that. You know, the, the VP calls him in there, and <laughs> all they want to talk about is, you know, the, the show that they were watching. Because they really like the show, but maybe they haven't had a chance to, like, catch up on it. And so, now they've created this relationship with the VP, where they go in and kind of, <laughs> they kind of become the, uh, <laughs> like, the IMDB synopsis <laughs> whenever a new episode comes on. Because some people are too busy to watch TV, Frank. Some people, you know... You know, they, they maybe they're not internet savvy and they just don't have the time, and so they need somebody else to kind of summarize it for you. I got that by proxy, even when I didn't want it from some of my previous co workers. <laughs> that you know, they were like, Hey, I watched this show, you said one time that you liked this show, so I'm going to tell you all about this show every time it comes on. And I, I and if if you're out there listening, you know who I'm talking about. I love you, you are you are great. <laughs> You are fantastic. I loved every moment of it, but it was still, you were giving me the IMDb synopsis to every fucking episode that came on. So (laughs) let's just appreciate it and move on. Now I can see like the VP calls you in and, uh, you know, they're just bellowing like smoothers and then you get in there and they're like, all right, so did you watch Desperate Housewives last night? I want to know what that bitch Felicia did because I've been watching her. Well, I haven't been watching her, obviously, but I've been following along with your beautiful narrative that you've been weaving. (laughs) And I want to know how she gets her comeuppance. (laughs) Oh, God. But I think we can assume that this is this is not a positive meeting with the VP. Uh, Go in. (laughs) uh, Feign ignorance. And if that doesn't work, be contrite. Don't. Don't show your ass too much. I mean, unless that's the unless thing, you're like. a baboon or your boss was turned into a baboon. Uh, there we go. We're coming full circle. <laughs> Got to get that call back. <laughs> oh man! All right, Derek. Oh. You want to punch the clock? Yeah, let's punch the clock <laughs> before, before we go into deep to a deep dive about baboon asses. <laughs> If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on air, send them to questions at WLICast.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash WLICast or on Twitter at WLIMbalance and use the hashtag WLICast. This has been the Work Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you. <laughs> that was a fucked up episode. 